Welcome to You Are Loved, a podcast with open conversations about healing after suicide and suicide prevention. Join me as we discuss how you can heal after losing a loved one to suicide. Discover how others found hope again in their moments of darkness and how you can truly scatter hope to those who need it most of all. When you do, you can save their life. I'm your host, Crystal Partney. I am a best-selling author, speaker, and suicide grief coach. Together, we can heal. Remember, you are loved. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the You Are Love podcast. I am so thrilled for this week's episode. Well, this and next week's episode because, drum roll, da, 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 I am launching my second book. I know, that's right. <laughs> I am beyond thrilled to be launching this book because this book has been on my heart and soul for many, many years now. And to be quite honest, I have been a little reluctant releasing it because I wasn't sure, right? I I did all the things that I thought I was supposed to do. And when it came time for me to write this and to share my heart and soul, it it was a little scary. <laughs> Not gonna lie. It was terrifying to be able to put down on paper what it was that I was experiencing and how I remembered and and felt and, and still feel to this day about my sister's death and how I've been able to work through it and process my grief and continue to process my grief, right? Because as I shared in um, an episode before, and as I will be sharing throughout, is that these losses that I've experienced are are stacking on top of one another. And having my sister take her life was something that we never saw coming, that we knew that she was struggling and yet we thought she was getting the help and the support that she needed and that it was working, that it was effective, that we were seeing her turn a corner. And we remember saying like, Hey, we got her back. We got our sister back. And it was shortly thereafter that she took her life. And so for me to be able to write my new book was not only so incredibly therapeutic for myself, but I really hope it inspires you to reach inside of yourself and continue to be an advocate for yourself, to be that shining light for other people to look to as an example of what healing looks like and continues to look like and what bravery and courage looks like and to be able to be this this person that even though you have experienced a major tragedy in your life and i pray that you never have to experience this again specifically a death by suicide that you are able to heal ultimately be able to to continue healing each and every single day and my the title of my new book is scattering hope 
a guide for healing after losing a loved one to suicide. Many of you remember, and I shared on a previous episode, I've, I've shared it so many times, I forget which episodes exactly that it is. However, um, it's important that I say it, that you are able to, to also be aware of the journal that I wrote, my 30-day journal to guide and comfort those left behind after suicide. I wrote my new book, Scattering Hope, a guide for healing after losing a loved one to suicide to really serve as a companion to my first book, which ended up becoming a journal of sorts because it really does walk you through those first 30 days and beyond. And as a reminder, you can pick up the journal and use it whenever, even if it has been beyond those first 30 days. And that's why it became paramount that I write this new book, the second book to serve as a companion, to go alongside the journal so that you really do have a guide for healing after losing a loved one to suicide. It was so important to me that I write it and it is dedicated to my mother and of course my beloved sister. And I just want to unpack these, the first six chapters a little bit to kind of give you a taste of what the book is about and my heart behind each of these six chapters. So this episode, I'm going to be unpacking the first six and then the next episode I will be unpacking and talking more about the next um, six. So be aware that this will be broken up into two episodes and I'm so excited to announce it that it'll be coming out the end of August of 2023 and you can pick up your copy and I cannot wait to share this with you to share it with the world and may it provide you peace and to also, again, serve as a guide to help you on your healing journey after losing a loved one to suicide. So let's start off with chapter one. Chapter one is titled First Steps. Why did I call it First Steps? Because it was very important to me. I realized that it wasn't going to be this one and done thing for me when it came to processing my grief. I had to be able to look inside myself and say, hey, Crystal, rather than looking at this approaching grief like you have in the past, like this mountain that you have to climb and you have to get to a certain threshold, right? When you reach the pinnacle or you hit the, this mountaintop moment, right? And then it's all downhill from there, right? That's how I approached grief in my past. And looking back, I realized how silly that, that was because 
my sister's death wasn't something that we were prepared for. Even, you know, I shared in a previous episode, losing my dad in 2013 from health complications. That was completely unexpected, but it was different because my relationship with my sister was different. The relationship that I had with my dad is absolutely and should be different than it was with my sister or any of my other siblings for that matter. I realized that, like I shared before, if I'm being transparent, I, I did, I thought, okay, if I hit this certain pinnacle, if I hit this certain mountaintop, then it'll all be downhill and smooth sailing. And that couldn't have been further from the truth. I thought that you know, staying busy and doing all of these things were going to make my grief magically disappear and go away. But all that it did was distract me and leave me feeling more empty and more hopeless and more just grieving than I ever thought possible. So I had to take baby steps this time. I had to do things differently if I wanted to experience my sister's death differently. If I wanted to process her death more efficiently and more effectively, but I would say above all of that, to be able to process my pain in a more loving way, I needed to do it differently than I had in the past. I couldn't approach this how I was everything else because her death was different. Whether I want to admit that or not, it naturally was different. It was a lot heavier. It was more complex. It was more confusing. Oh my goodness, I had so many questions and no answers no answers that my heart would accept. And that was hard. So I had to take a different approach and I had to take baby steps in my healing journey. So that of course is chapter one. I talk about baby steps. I take about those brave, small baby steps, giving yourself that courage and permission to not have it all figured out, to not have it perfect, but to simply say, I'm taking this as cliche as it is, one day at a time, one tiny brave step at a time. Chapter two, I talk about how you are not alone. And actually, I'm going to dive a little bit further into this in a, in a later episode where I talk about becoming a grief recovery specialist and how one of the myths that is floating around out there in our culture today is that you have to process your grief all by yourself. And of course, naturally, I thought I had to process this by myself. And so I started processing it all by myself. And that was hard. I thought, okay, well, this is how, again, I handled it before. Maybe this will work. But I immediately discovered that it was different that I couldn't sit here and process it by myself. I needed other people in my life who 
had a either experienced something like this before other friends, maybe other acquaintances, maybe even people that I hadn't even met before had experienced a death by suicide because it was so heartbreaking not to say that any of my other losses weren't, they absolutely were, but it's different. And maybe you're shaking your head saying, yeah, Crystal, this, it is different. At least that's how I felt. So you may feel and think a totally different scenario in a totally different way. That's okay. How I feel and how you feel, I'm, I'm honoring that. And, um, I'm asking for that same reciprocity, right? To be able to, to feel that for myself as well. And knowing that I didn't have to do this alone brought me a lot of comfort and peace. Chapter three, I talk about boundaries. And this may be a little bit unusual to be talking about boundaries in a book about healing after suicide. Well, boundaries I discovered became absolutely paramount that I had boundaries for myself. I had boundaries with other people. I had boundaries in conversations and things that I would discuss and things that I absolutely did not want to discuss. And that was 100% okay. Because at the end of the day, I knew that I needed to have boundaries. Why? Well, if you have experienced any sort of loss, you will know, right, almost immediately, I would say, that people say things that they don't mean to, that you will hear things that were probably not intended for you to hear, but you end up hearing them through the grapevine or you hear about them after the fact, or you just simply happen to, to hear conversations that go on and you need to be able to, this is from my own experience here. I needed to be able to have a clear set of boundaries for myself and then of course have it be around other people because that is what i needed at that time and still do quite frankly chapter 4 i talk about getting to know you and more specifically getting to know your true feelings now this can be hard because if you're like me you tend to not talk about your feelings to, if I'm being completely honest, I was confused. I didn't know exactly what I was feeling. And you may be saying, well, Crystal, how are you confused? Do you know if you're happy? You know, if you're sad? Yes, that's correct. I do. I do know if I'm happy. I do know if I'm sad. However, what if it's a different emotion or what if it's something a little bit more complex? Because quite frankly, yes, people know when you're sad. People know, you know, when you're happy, you know, when you're sad, but what if you're depressed? What then? What if you are, are happy? You're having a happy moment 
but you don't know how to feel. Like you're like, should I feel guilty that I'm even happy right now? Should I be laughing? Like, oh, that feels hard. That's what I'm talking about here. And that's what I will be unpacking is how to identify what we're truly feeling and to not put on this mask and wear this illusion that we're fine when we're not really identifying those true emotions and what we are experiencing rather than shutting down and not allowing our true feelings to bubble up and to feel them. Chapter five, I talk about healing um, as a whole. So I talk about healing holistically. Now that doesn't mean in the, the holistic, holistic sense, right? It means that I am taking a broad approach, if you will, and I'm focusing on seven different areas of your life because as you may or may not know, this tragedy has affected your entire life. It has affected every aspect of your life. Every piece of you has been affected by this tragedy and it will forever be changed and transformed because of this tragedy. I want to say that again, it will forever be transformed because of this tragedy. It will never look as it once did. It will never be as it once was. It will forever be transformed and changed forever. So I am going to unpack that and talk a little bit more on seven different areas of your life and how we can begin that healing process throughout. And it was important to me that I, again, it's, it's a holistic approach that I'm, I'm very intentional when I say that, and I want you to know that it wasn't this, this cookie cutter approach that will just do this. It was something that I really took the time to process and remember my own journey and experience so that you, as you're reading will hopefully gain incredible insight and be supported in every area of your life. Because as I have said and emphasized, every area of your life will forever be changed and transformed because of this tragedy. Chapter six, and like I said, we will end on this episode or this chapter for this episode. I'll finish up the next is talking about forgiveness. Now, I know this is such a heavy topic. This is such a very important topic, but it is can be heavy and difficult and challenging to say the least. And I take my own approach from it and I really unpack it and share personal details and stories about how I was able to ultimately forgive my sister and forgive myself for things that I didn't see coming and be able to understand that I didn't have to have it all figured out, that I 
could forgive her and no longer be carrying this weight of and the burden that I was carrying all ever since her death. And that is where I want to end today's episode is, is ending with chapter six about forgiveness. And it's very intentional that I end with this episode on this chapter, because I think I'm feeling that if you find yourself in that heavy spot, in that heavy place where you're saying to yourself, Crystal, just forgiveness isn't possible for me. It's not, it's not possible for, for my loved one. You don't know what they did. You don't know how they behaved. And all I will say to that is, is the simple truth that is it still serving you to carry this pain? And my, my answer, my, my hunch is that it's not. And I just want to invite you to set that down, to let go of that heaviness that you keep carrying along because you feel that it's necessary, that you feel that something is missing if you don't continue to carry that pain. And I just want to invite you to set it down. Okay. Stop carrying the bricks. Stop carrying these rocks. Of they said this or they did this, and you don't know what they were like, and and the bitterness and the anger. All I'm inviting you to do is just simply let it set it down. I would say let it go, but that's not appropriate. Just consider for once letting it go and letting it be left in the past to not carry it with you going forward to truly let this book serve as a guide to healing after losing your loved one and in order to acknowledge your pain we have to say okay i'm not going to carry this anymore it's too hard it's too rough it's too painful. So I just want you to consider that. And I welcome you to tune into next week's episode. I'm going to be unpacking the book even further. And I, once again, just thank you so much for the bottom of my heart for tuning in to this week's episode and allowing me to share the good news of the new book, the companion book, as I call it, to that 30-day journal that I wrote to guide and comfort those left behind after suicide and allow this book of being a guide to healing after suicide. And as always, remember, you are loved. Thanks for tuning in and listening to this episode of the You Are Loved podcast. For more information about suicide prevention, be sure to check out owlintothesoul.com. That's owl as in the bird. Woo-hoo! And if you're coping with the loss of a loved one due to suicide, we've been there too. And for more information, check out our sister company found at scatteringhope.com. Please like and subscribe to this program to stay current with all of our episodes and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Owl and Thistle or Scattering Hope. As always, remember, you are loved.